The Cincinnati Bengals and Puka Nakua amongst the NFL's biggest surprises through the first four weeks, both for entirely different reasons. We get all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, fam, and welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast bringing you all of the biggest stories from around the National Football League every single Monday through Friday, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always follow and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, always for free and always available wherever you get them a podcast. It is Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on your favorite social media, and myself, Ross Jackson. Yes, I am back after my two-week hiatus of airports and traveling mm -hmm. and all those things. Nothing like a very sad Saints game at home to get me back to Locked on NFL podcast. And yet the Steelers might be having more problems than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are amongst the many surprises in the NFL. That's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to take a look at uh, some terrible week five offensive performances across the NFL as we get to our yike and our like a long road ahead that might be there for the New York Giants. We're going to kick things off here with the biggest surprises so far through the first quarter of the NFL season today's episode of locked in nfl brought to you by friends over at game time download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off of your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed so luke as we take a look here through some of the biggest surprises in the nfl through four games we call it the first quarter quote unquote uh, of the season oh, we got 17 games now but what is one of the biggest surprises positive or negative to start us out uh that stands out to you I am deeply stunned at what has happened in Cincinnati so far. Oh, that's a big like one. truly stunned. Uh, look, it, it's one thing to start out with some fluky stuff. Maybe you had some like a bad pick six or something, a fumble in a crucial spot. You start out with a few losses. You got to kind of scrape your way back into the season. Shoot. That's what the Bengals did last year and they made right. it to the AFC championship game and were the third seed in the AFC like comfortably by the end of the season. Like it's a long year and you can turn around. But so what happened was I was lamenting uh, my stupid dumb Vikings and their uh, feudal turnover differential. They're like minus eight, I think at this point in the turnover Oof. differential. Oof. And if you exclude those turnovers, they like look a lot better. It's like, gosh, look at the bad impact that the Vikings are ha had by uh, that turnovers are having on this Viking season. And I, I posted a chart that was like, if you exclude turnovers, look how good they could be. Uh, and I didn't even notice how bad the Bengals looked in that chart until a whole bunch of Bengals fans found it. And were like, <laughs> yeah, whoops. Oh, my God. Uh, and that's crazy because that kind of implies that there's like a sustainability to what the the Bengals are doing, that it's not just right. a few explosive bad plays, that something is fundamentally broken in Cincinnati. And maybe it's oh. just Joe Burrow not being fully healthy. He is by uh, EPA and, and CPOE composite 
just sort of the du jour quarterback stat if you want something mm-hmm. that's as all as compassing as it gets, I guess. Um ranks 34th in the league, 34th best quarterback We're in the 32 team teams. league. <laughs> that's not good for Joe no. Burrow, who we know is better than that. Like right. we know he is better than that. Um I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati, but mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Yeah. 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 I completely understand. That is, that is easily one of the, the biggest surprises. This was a team that was a Super Bowl appearing team just a couple of years ago, going up against the Rams. You mentioned AFC championship appearing team just last year. And now all of a sudden it's like they've, they've fallen off of an entire cliff and I get it. I get that there's injuries and, and all that, that play a role. Uh, and certainly, you know, Luke, you and I have seen the impact of how an injury can impact a team for sure. Uh, but lots of lots of weird stuff going on for Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to jump over to a positive. I'm going to start off with my positive one here. Um, and it's it's former BYU, now Los Angeles Rams rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua. We were looking at sort of all you know, this this wide receiver class that Mormon featured King. guys. Uh, say again. Mormon King. Mormon King, our Mormon King Puka Nakua. He uh, amongst Mormon the others. Cooper Cup. Uh, yes, amongst the others here in New Orleans. Um, there yeah. are there were all of these big name wide receivers coming out this year. The the Jalen Hyatts, the Jackson Smith and Jigbas of the world. Uh, Jordan Addison, of course, is a part of that. So mm-hmm. many of these guys, and, and, and many more. That one of the guys that kind of got slept on all throughout the process because he wasn't kind of the speedy shifty wide receiver with all the big play highlights and 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 honestly for being if we're being honest here underperformed a bit uh, at BYU and 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 his previous stops at I believe it was Washington um due to injury and and all these other things sure. but is one of those guys that we kept saying might be a better pro than he was going to be a, a you know that he was a college guy and listen to this 39 catches for 501 yards that's the most by a rookie in history through the yeah, their it's like first the hottest four start games. ever by a rookie insane um first rookie since 1954 luke uh back when we were still dancing with canes in our hands uh that said that the, <laughs> with over 100 receiving yards in three of their first four games um, and then a 15 reception game back in week two, which is the single most receptions in a single game for a rookie in history. What an incredible start to his, uh, which should be bright career he's having over in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's wild because he's doing the thing where he just like soaks up 40 million targets where yeah. he just kind of is the, 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 the guy that's there all the time, yep. right? Whether that is just where he happens to go in progression, you know, running good routes, finding holes in zones, kind of unglamorous stuff too. He's not getting these big giant, you know, post route over the, you know, let's get a go route yeah. and beat a cornerback. No, no, it's always just like a responsible crosser or something like a little, little hitch it's, all the time. It's the little nitty gritty work. I love that's it. That's what they did at BYU too, which the BYU offense very much just exactly the McVay offense. Like they just right. kind of are running McVeigh <laughs> stuff over there. Um, yeah. which so the Vikings draft is swearing in their offense, though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh but so the Vikings drafted the BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall. So I watched right. a whole bunch of it after when I was doing like draft stuff, and I was like, man, they really like this number 12 kid. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> well, he's got go. a he sure has this go-to. I wonder where he went. And I looked it up and it was like Rams. Oh, all right. He's gonna be insane. <laughs> like, oh, all right. So he doesn't have to I'm run being drafted into the perfect situation 
Yeah, and Cooper Cup's hurt, so he's just going to go do the like Cooper Cup. I'm going to run ten thousand like stick routes and you know get a thousand, get fifteen hundred yards every year. All right, cool. Yep, that's Puka. Good. Gotta stuff. love it. Gotta love it. Hey, uh, we're going to get to more of our biggest surprises here in just a moment. We got to take a look at a long road ahead for the Giants, but Luke and I have uh, still another another positive for Luke and a negative for me, including a team that. I just usually never bet against, but I think I might have to start. We're going to be taking a look at that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Look, it can be very difficult to get single game tickets at the last minute. If you decide on Friday, I'd love to go to an NFL game this Sunday. It can You can get your prices marked up like heck, and it can be just a total nightmare to figure that out logistically, or you have to figure it out months in advance. Well, do away with all that. That is what game time is for. Game time is an app that helps you get last minute flash deals on tickets to your favorite events. And it's not just football games. It could be concerts, uh, theater, other sports, baseball, basketball, whatever you can find it. You can get last minute deals. You can get a picture where you can look at your view. So you're happy with what the view is. Make sure you're not stuck behind a pole. And they have a 110% game time guarantee, which means if you find the same seat in the same row on the, uh, on another, uh, ticket sale sales vendor, you will get refunded 110% of your original value. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for 20 bucks off of your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, continuing on with this episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks to all you everydayers out there for making this your first listen of the day every day. All right, Luke, you gave us your negative surprise, right? Your surprise on the mm -hmm. bad side of it all. Uh, what's your surprise on the good side of it all here as we go through our biggest surprises of the 2023 NFL season so far? You know, there are a couple teams in the NFC that I thought were going to be sort of duking it out for draft position, and mm -hmm. they were in the Caleb Williams thing. And they're yeah, both... Yeah doing so much better than I thought. Uh, the Buccaneers, who have ascended to 3-1 now, Baker Mayfield is playing way better. That felt like such an unserious approach to the season, but look at this hot start. And yep. Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. But in particular, the surprise for me is Sam Howell as a second-year, fifth-round guy who came out of college, and everybody looked at him and went, college quarterback. That's a college-ass quarterback. Mm. That, is a, that is not a pro dude. And he has proven that narrative very wrong. Long term, we kind of just have to see what exactly the ceiling of a Sam Howell team is. Obviously, that commander's team is very, very far from complete and far from giving you a complete picture. But right. the the way that Howell has played and the way that Ron Rivera always has these guys playing, whether it's Heineke or Howell or whatever, yep. they just play with some they just play above their talent. I think yeah. that's just something that Ron Rivera does with the Washington commanders. If they can ever get a serious QB in that building with him, uh, I, I would be hesitant to bet against them. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to give, I want to give, uh, Eric B some props on that too. His work with Sam Howell and the Washington commanders offense is probably his headline, you know, top of his resume. Hey, here's why I deserve a head coaching job, but we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. Mm -hmm. Um, my, 
positive, I mean, sorry, my negative surprise uh, is the New England Patriots, a team that I would usually never bet against. I usually say, you know what, I'll always bet in favor of Bill Belichick, all those other things. Let me read a couple of things off to you here, Luke. Some, 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 oh boy. some stats. Some stats. They are usually a team, like, even if they're not good, you go, ah, eh, Belichick will get him eight or nine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But there's some things that I, I have me a little bit concerned. All right. So, so 13.8 points per game. That's second lowest in the NFL, just barely above the Cincinnati Bengals, who you mentioned uh, earlier. And, and I would wage to say that even if you remove some of those turnover worthy throws, I don't know how much of an are some of those turnovers. I, I don't know that they're operating much better. Uh, they're probably still in that bottom quadrant. I would imagine that bottom left quadrant there. Uh, 24.3 points per game allowed 20th in the NFL. So you're talking about bottom 12. That's kind of the thing that you usually look at a Patriots team and go, ah, but the defense will put them in position to win. We, we have not seen that so far. Um, they also have, and this was from uh, Warren Sharp, 71% of their drives ending in either a punt or a turnover. 71% Luke. Oh my God. That is nearly, that's like if you had, if you had a four sided coin and three sides were turnover, <laughs> three sides, or turnover were or punt. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Oh two of them that were punt, one of them turnover. Like that is rough. So in a game on average, you'll mm -hmm. get about 12 possessions, right? 12 opportunities to possess the ball. So that means on nine of them, they're scoring on average three times a game. Yeah. And that that's either a field goal yeah, or a touchdown. Field. So they're right. going for like an average night is like 13 points. Yeah. Yeah. At best, the Oof. team at this rate would walk away with 21 points. But don't forget, they're giving up 24.3 per game. So even if they punted Oof. and turned the ball over, but still scored on all three of those possessions, touchdowns, they would have to go for two every time in order to tie, basically. Like, can we can we pour <laughs> one out for some of these teams? Yeah, I think we have uh, to. Oh, couple, yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, like we did last year. So, yeah. couple, so for those who weren't listening last year, hi, welcome. Uh, last year, Ross <laughs> and I were 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 pouring them out for teams that we thought wouldn't make the playoffs. Uh, I believe we did the first one we did was for the Bengals, and then they proved us wrong. So yes, ooh. yes, which was uh, awesome. <laughs> which is fantastic, but I like to do it as early as possible with this particular segment. And in fact, a couple it. weeks ago with Lauren on this show, we did that to the bears, right? Yeah. It was um, time to pour out for the bears. So we, we sure. poured one out for the, can we pour one out for a couple of these teams? Can yep. we get rid of, uh, the, we get rid of the Panthers who are only four. The Panthers. All right. We can get rid of honestly, the Patriots. I, the Patriots. Yep. And then how about the team that played on Monday night? Yeah, the New York it's Giants. Time. It's time. It's it's time. Already. Oh my God, Giants! Oh my God, <laughs> eleven sacks. Ugh. It's disgusting. And this is not the first time in the last calendar month that I have said, "Oh my God, Giants." <laughs> yes, because Lord remember, this was also the team that was blown out forty to zero to open the season. That was the first impression of this yeah. Giants team. And then against the Dallas Cowboys the Cardinals. Team. Right, who are not a serious football team, and nope. they know it. And, and who also right. turn around. They don't have beat Kyler Murray. It's all right, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Um, that rocks so hard. Uh, <laughs> but like, the Giants take eleven sacks. 
And you just got to think about like the amount of resources that they put into their offensive line. And it's not all healthy. I get it. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, that is not the envisioned offensive line, but part of it is depth too. Um, giving up that much, even with backups in, is just so unbelievably inexcusable. And, and, and it makes me look at the Giants as, as this existential thing. Like, are we sure Brian Dable? I know he won coach of the year last year, yeah. right? I mean, he dunked on the Vikings in the playoffs. That was a phenomenal game for him. And now we're going to wait. Are we sure he's the right guy for the job over there in New York in big blue? You know, asking Man. the same questions of, of Daniel Jones and what's up with Saquon Barkley. Cause like, can this build of the giants actually work? And I don't know. It's a reckoning for me because I think yeah. when we all looked at the giants and went, Oh, okay. They're going with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and hoping that Brian Dable will scheme it up. We all went, nah, yep. third place in the 100%. NFC East at best. We 100%. all went, all right, yeah, there may be a seven seed wild card team at best, but they're probably just going to be an also ran this year. And they like committed to that, that they went in and said, this is our plan to win a Lombardi, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley and scheme vibes, <laughs> man. Did you like, what did you think was going to happen? Another outcome. Yeah. And by the way, you have no offensive line at all. Uh, even though you have like spent first and second round picks on it all across the way yikes dude yeah yeah big yikes they also couldn't get the tush push to work uh on monday night yeah so well that feels like it's the Eagles that. version of the shovel pass like you know like everybody <laughs> yes, yes nobody but the chiefs can do the shovel pass right so it's like of, of all the conversations like we gotta ban this we gotta ban this play i think are also predicated on well everyone's gonna copy it and then it's just gonna make fourth and ones trivial and then that becomes a competition committee issue no i think it might just be no. the eagles being really good at sneaks and it might have nothing 100%. to do with the push at the end i think the 100%. eagles are just really strong up front and uh <laughs> everybody should stop crying about it i don't know yeah stop <laughs> stop crying about it <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, uh, a long road ahead for the New York Giants, a much shorter road ahead for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, who now advance to three and one yeah. after starting in a very concerning opening loss to the Los Angeles Rams, who we had referenced earlier. Really? So good core know. there in Seattle. Yeah. With, yeah. with all of those young players and everything. Like they have a they 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 there's no urgency, I feel like, in Seattle, except for yeah. you know, is Gino enough to like win a Lombardi? Yeah. And if not, what do you do there? But they could be in a very very soon be in a, a jetsy place where it's like yep. QB, we're a QB away. You know, if Gino yep. Smith, they decide he's not the guy or just if he gets old, you know. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of ways they can go, but a very, very talented young core for sure. All right, Coda, next we're going to get to our yikes and our likes from week five. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I got a lot of concerns about where the NFL is headed in terms of, of offense right now because um, it yeah. ain't present <laughs> and it ain't <laughs> pleasant. So uh, we'll get to that here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked In NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you are perhaps interested in shorting NFL offenses, you want to bet an under or two, why don't you head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on, where you can find not only over under the spreads, all of the classic stuff, but you can find player props. You can parlay a whole bunch of stuff and slap it all together for a better payout. You can do all kinds of things at FanDuel.com. It's America's number one sportsbook for a reason. And part of that reason is that if you are new to FanDuel, you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed just for placing a $5 bet. That's right, placing a $5 bet, not winning it. 
Win or lose, you get those 200 bucks back in bonus bets. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on or download their app, which is super easy to use. It's all safe and secure, and you get paid out instantly when you win. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on to claim that $200 in bonus bets on a $5 bet, whether or not that bet wins or loses. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, wrapping up this Locked On NFL. Thanks again to all the everydayers out there. Make this your first listen of the day every day. Luke, it is time for Yike and Like. We've gone over our biggest surprises through four weeks. But as we take a look at going into week five here, what are some of the What's, what's your, let's start with the yike. What's your yike from this week? Look, uh, it, it sort of goes into the Daniel Jones uh, situation that the Giants are in. They are, they're LBJ. I mean, they are, they are late stage Kennedy. They're Nixon. This is a quagmire. They're stuck. Yes. Yes. They have gotten themselves into a situation and they don't know how to get themselves out of it. They signed Daniel Jones to a $160 million deal for a year deal. It is not sensible to get out of that deal for at least the rest of this year and after next year. Maybe mm-hmm. 2025, we can start talking about it. It is just not sensible to get out of that. They are stuck in hell. QB yeah. quagmires. They're all over the league. Yep. Uh, we have all kinds of situations that for one reason or another, you can't really envision teams moving on from a bad quarterback or quarterback that is playing poorly. I look at so many of these situations. How about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, that's a big one. Playing awfully. Cleveland sold their soul for that. Fully guaranteed contract. Every dime of that contract is guaranteed and Mm -hmm. they're restructuring it too. So he's getting 60 million ish dollar cap hits. There is no way out, but to dig deeper into the crevasse. The Browns cannot get better without getting worse because of that contract, marrying them to it. Mm -hmm. And with these, it's not even necessarily the cap hit. You can figure out cap stuff. It is the commitment. It is being yeah. married to this. How about Mac Jones? Yeah. Who's on a rookie deal or Justin Fields, who's on a same le- the same length rookie deal. Both of those guys playing really bad football. Now, Fields had a better game against the Broncos, but True. not a great like a couple of really, really rough picks. Mm-hmm. Uh still a lot of stuff going wrong again against that that Broncos team. And are the Bears gonna move on next year? I don't think they can. No, I, I think they put they too much into into the idea that Justin Fields will progress and that it will save their franchise. I think they just have to blow another season on it. And I think yeah. the Patriots are in the same place with, with Mac Jones. These QB quagmires, man. For me, my yike goes to it, it. It's really looking ahead to week five about how much I'm not looking forward to offense in the NFL week five because of how bad it's been so far this season and particularly how bad it was week four. There were six teams that did not score touchdowns in this week's collection of games. That includes the Browns. The Panthers are technically part of that number because they didn't score an offensive touchdown, right? Uh, the Saints who just kicked three field goals, the Bengals who just kicked the field goal, the Patriots who just kicked the field goal and the Giants who just kicked the field goal. That's six Man. teams that did not score touchdowns on offense. And look, usually we see the bell curve, right? Offense is usually typically slow, start slow in the NFL. Then they get much better 
And then as the injuries start to impact the game, they trickle back down towards the end of the season before the postseason. Defense is sort of adjust. Yes, exactly. I'm concerned that we're not going to see that big, or if we will see the bell curve, because the bell curve is natural. It's going to happen as offenses catch rhythm, all these other things. But I think we're not going to necessarily see this the, 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 the bell curve as steep as we usually see it. I think we're going to be looking at the top end level production of offensive success across the NFL being lower here in 2023 than we have seen in the recent past. And some of that is because of bad situations. Some of it is really, really good talent on defense. We're seeing, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Luke, but the way that I feel about the NFL draft now is that the players coming in on the defensive side tend to be making far more immediate impacts than the players that are coming in on the offensive side here as of late. And I think that's got a little bit to do with it in terms of the young talent that's coming through, whatever it might be. But the offensive production so far and going into week five leaves a lot to be desired across the NFL right now for me. I think Mahomes ruined everything. Mm. because the only way to stop Mahomes was to go too high and play everything super conservative. And now that's all the rage everywhere. And if you're not Mahomes, you certainly aren't going to be able to produce explosiveness against that as much as possible. And explosiveness Mm -hmm. is way down across the league, which is part of this offenses need to learn how to run the ball again. I think that's what we really need to do. We need, we need to learn how to have complementary ideas that don't outproduce the pass game, but just spook defenses enough so that they'll come out out of those two high shells. Yep. And I think the other thing to look at here too, is that sacks are way up this season. And look, the, the New York mm. giants just did a lot to contribute to that in one game, uh, <laughs> but, but sacks are definitely up already across the NFL. Jeremy Fowler tweeted about this earlier. You've already got uh, four players that have at least three sacks. It might be more than that now if you include you know, the, the Monday night game. But there are several players out there, including Khalil Mack, who's got six sacks on the that's, season. like In a game. Yeah. In right, the same right. game against the yes, Raiders. Yeah, that's true. So it, it has been, uh, I think that's been a big, big thing too, is like uh, along with that coverage and inability to run the ball, quarterbacks are also you know getting hit uh, quite a lot more. All right, what's what's your like for the week? What, what are you what are you happy about this week as we wrap it up? You know, I want to shout out uh, a fellow content creator uh, who, with a much stronger resume than you and I, JT O'Sullivan has been making YouTube the videos guy. about quarterbacking in the NFL for four or five years now, uh, and I have just loved them. I, I think that they're so entertaining. I have learned so much from him. I love that channel. Um, and with the he's blown up a little bit because he's done some pretty scathing reviews of Justin Fields that Bears fans hate watch and everybody else thinks is very funny and they are. Mm. Uh, but things have sort of blown up for JT a little bit. I think his channel is really growing. He's he's producing an unbelievable amount of content. I don't know. I'm just impressed with what he's doing and yeah, everything. It awesome. makes me happy that that kind of content that is so substantive and, you know, nutrient dense it's everybody's eating their vegetables it makes me happy yeah you gotta love it the the jt o'sullivan cinematic universe continues over at the qb school uh if you want to go and check that out seriously incredible on youtube and patreon yeah really really incredible stuff uh my like for this week is really simple uh it actually goes back to last week 
but since I wasn't here last week, I feel like I get the opportunity to do this. But just I just want to give a quick shout out to to biracial king Mike McDaniel for hanging seventy points on Sean Payton's head top. Like that's just that's just dope. Like that's just sick. Like I love that we all got to see that happen. And like not even necessarily that it was about that it was about Sean Payton. You mentioned like one of the most you know one of the most highly touchdowns. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But like. Man, just to see kind of like the like the new Wonderkin come in and like you know hang seventy on his head and have the option to go for seventy three and be like, nah, man, we're good. Like that's almost <laughs> like I would almost like if I'm Sean, I'm like, no, brother, you better kick that field goal. Like this better be for something. Like you better be in that. You better be number one on the record book. And Mike McDaniel was like, nah, we good. We'll, we're good with seventy. We'll leave y'all be like, that's just, that's, that I'll goes, think about it for the rest of my life. That goes oh my God. crazy, dude. That goes crazy that he did that. So, or that they did that. It, it absolutely wild. And then Vic Fangio <laughs> on a defensive side, like a close personal friend of Sean's like, Oh my God. It's, just, <laughs> it's all so wild. It's all so wild, man. Gotta love it. Oh, Gotta man. love the NFL, man. And I can't wait for those two teams to meet again sometime. And it's going to be like seven to 10. It's it's going to be just like insane, but like 70 to 20 just went crazy for me. That was wild. That is that's NBA numbers. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Oh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of locked in NFL. Glad to be back. Glad to be here with you, Luke. If y'all want to keep up with Luke, make sure you head over to your favorite social media at Luke Braun NFL, myself at Ross Jackson, Nola. You can also catch Luke every day on locked on Vikings myself every day on locked on saints. Uh, and of course, tomorrow we will have uh, a new lineup for you on Wednesday. That's going to be uh, James Rapine as well as Chris Carter as Tony is moving over to Fridays. So we got a little bit Ooh. of a shuffle and all that stuff. So, you know, we got some, we got some hard hitters coming up as we yeah. continue on with this week here on Locked on NFL. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.